Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this is Jake. And you're listening to A Day with the Bank. Bank. Finale. 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 Final. Welcome back, Kimber. Thank you so much. I was. She's back. I'm back. Hello. I was just mad that my team fell apart, so I sulked. No, I was understandable. Swamped, and these two were nice enough to cover for me. So thank you. Well, you missed Absolutely. the tears. I mean, you missed yeah the travesty. It was gutting. Rage. Yeah. Super gutted. Yeah. Everyone loses when Tasha goes home. Yeah, I think so. This has been a heartbreaking season. It has been a little heartbreaking. Let's get into it. Kimberly is going to be taking Maddie onto her team, which is just chef's kiss because I I just love it. Jake and I. How did that happen? (laughs) Because I had been trying to give you Maddie, remember, and you picked Tasha because Jake gave you that option. Which I thought I was doing a nice thing. So you took Tasha and then I was going to end up with Dan and Maddie. He He was team Josh. And so it only was fitting that you would get Maddie when you'd been saying, oh, no, I like Maddie. I like Maddie. I'm excited about Maddie. So Maddie is. I love Maddie. Yeah. I, this is what I get that I deserve for being the only defender of Maddie on this podcast. It might be a certain kind of irony, yeah. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Also, your team has been struggling for weeks <laughs> to just be a team. It, so this tracks for me. The outcome here works for me. I want to say a couple things. Bake Off Instagram has been just hilarious. Not ours, but the actual Bake Off. Mm. They did a post with a bunch of golden retriever pictures and a picture of Maddie and said, which one is which or something like that. And I said, we called that. I called him a golden retriever. You did. You certainly did. Uh huh. And then we also called someone sent us. Prue does have a jewelry line as of late. Mm-hmm. We called that too. Years ago. We called that. Prulery? What? Is it called prulery? Kind of close. It should be called prulery. Is it not? That's genius. It's Prue by Ziskia, and there's a couple of Zs and Ss in there. Okay. Just another disappointment. Should have been Prulery. It's right there. It is Pruly disappointing. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we go into this episode with a roundup at like our friend who I'm trying to make our friend, the Great British Bake Off data master, who has like the Instagram account and they do all the like this percentage of people went home in week five that turned out blah, blah, blah. like it's just everything. It's I don't even know if it's a he or she. They're just so smart. Anyways, that's what they give us at the beginning of this. Dan has won more technicals than anyone. Yeah, these were interesting numbers to hear. Maddie has never won a technical, which is very telling but he's one star baker twice and i think he's had the most fun and laughed the most of any of the contestants and i think that that is something josh has one star baker twice he has smiled to himself more than any no i don't you know, know what josh is always pleased with his bakes i noticed recently mm-hmm. every single time he goes i'm pleased with that yeah he's never disappointed he goes i'm pleased with the way that looks I'm pleased with that. It's never well chuffed or anything like it's just I'm pleased with that. He has confidence. Mm-hmm. No regrets. No regrets. He has a certain standard in his head, I think, maybe. Yeah. You know, and if he's lived up to it, he's fine with it, which is good. He doesn't sound like he's not a spiraler. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sorry. Know. Also, Dan has also won two star bakers. Why don't we get to why don't they mention that at the beginning roundup? Mm, I thought they did. They did not. They just say that Dan has the most technicals. They're trying to act like technicals are important all of a sudden, which this episode proves, which what what we've been saying also for years, that technicals mean diddly Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. They mean something when they need them to mean something. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. So let's go into the signature. Yes. Eight highly decorated eclairs. To which my phone wrote E and then Claire's, like the jewelry store. Oh, good. So I was expecting. And Claire. No, E Claire's is Claire's online. Oh, I was when thinking. You shop of- Claire's jewelry store, but online, it's E Claire's. Yeah. Because it's in the final, they have to bake in the nude. Prue has requested it. This is Noel's joke, which is very funny because we've been saying that Prue wants Maddie in an inappropriate school s- scandal. Notes on a scandal? 
Mm. No ton of scandal, Mary Kay Letourneau kind of vibe. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And Prue laughs at that. It was very funny. I do love that the finals are these three guys who like play sports and one of them has a sleeve of tattoos and they're baking. Do you love that? Because I really would have loved Tasha to be in the final. I kept thinking that this whole episode, I was like, we really could have had four. We really could have had four in this final. And you could have had some female energy in this tent. And I'm disappointed in all of you. Maddie, who is new to my team, is making Black Forest Gatto eclairs. And Allison is so happy that he's here because I have always thought they had this most special bond between host and... Allison and Maddie have had so many fits where it looks like they were, their stomachs hurt from laughing together. Yeah, no, I think that they do have the, the closest vibe. Also, Kimberly, you don't know maybe, but not only were you missing last week, but Allison was missing from the tent last week. Yeah. Yes. It was a shame. I mean, Noel did fine, but- We missed Allison. We love Allison. Allison has been doing very well this season. I have nothing but good things to say about Allison. Agreed. So Lara applied for Maddie, we're learning, that he never even had the confidence to apply. It's He doesn't think of himself as a baker. Every time he's mentioned imposter syndrome as a joke, that was real. Yeah. He's really a humble guy that comes across as this jock that you think is going to be really cocky. And I think we judged him too harshly. And I think he actually doesn't think he's that great at anything. And so his girlfriend submitted for him. Did he want to be on Bake Off was kind of the question that I had. Or was she just like, you should do this? Or did he, I mean, did he express, I'd love to do that someday? Or no? No, because I think at the end he said, people have always said I should apply for Bake Off. And I always laughed it off like it was a joke. Like I never even thought I would be here. So I don't think he even let himself think about it. Interesting. Okay. Also, his parents are very cute because his dad has no interest in the baking, in Bake Off, (laughs) in the show whatsoever. Not a dessert guy. Maddie made them a beautiful cake for their anniversary. And the dad's like, he did? And the mom rolls her eyes. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. They were like those parents on like Jewish matchmaking or Indian matchmaking, Katie. Like the ones that sit on the, say the Harry Met Sally couples that sit on the couch and they kind of hate each other, but they're cute. Yeah. And we do see B-roll of him at his school supervising some students on a trampoline. And I forgot that he was a gym teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's making shoe pastry and he learned from watching YouTube, which is, he's a, he's a, what is he, a Zenial? What's the youngest? Generation Z. Is Maddie like 24? 28. 28. Pretty certain. So wait a minute, but he is doing definitely two bakes that are Paul Hollywood's known favorite things, right? He's doing Black Forest and he's doing a banana or a banoffee, which is banana. Mm-hmm. That's a Paul Hollywood standard favorite. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah that's true. Can we um, talk a few more seconds about banoffee? Why? I thought it was banana coffee. They say banoffee, but I, I don't know. Is that a, I mean, is it a combo? What is, it's a portmanteau. It is a portmanteau. That's what I was wondering if it was. What are you talking about, portmanteau? It's two words that come together like breakfast and lunch become brunch. And that is a portmanteau. Okay, a banoffee pie. That's what I thought. A banoffee pie is basically a banana cream pie with a thick caramel sauce. So it's banana and caramel is a banoffee. Gotcha. Thank you for clarifying. It has nothing to do with coffee. It is not a mashup word. Mm. Never heard of it. It looks delicious. Look at, listen to this. Pastry-based crumbled biscuits, butter, bananas, cream, toffee. I I feel like this is going to be amazing. Yeah, except Paul likes the flavor of the banana, but it's not really, miss. it's missing the caramel. And then the same for his other one. He likes the Black Forest, but it could use more cherry. So his, it's just okay, I think. And It's like a solid B. B and Paul says, oh, the cherries on top look ridiculous. <laughs> that, that was a harsh note. They also don't. What is he talking about? Yeah, I, I saw where he was coming from. They're a little slapped on there. I think if you're going to put them on there, you got to, you know, place them. Dice them nicely. Okay. They did look like they were smirched apart with your hand. Hand ripped and slapped on there. <laughs> I think is kind of the vibe. Yeah. Okay. He's proud though because he's a golden retriever, so he's happy all the time. And he says, I couldn't have done this at the beginning of Bake Off. So I've come so far. And then he goes, Weird. <laughs> and that's what we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. Your journey on this show has been weird. It's true. Clearly, he did not see that coming. 
<laughs> that was jam in the holograms, everyone. How did Bacon Destroy do, Jake? Well, Bacon Destroy, aka Josh, yeah. he made two different eclairs. One was tropical and one was mocha. So the first one is coconut, mango, and raspberry. And then the second is coffee. It's a coffee pastry with a cream and coffee icing. He does fantastic. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. good. They're pretty great. They're, he, they have some notes, honestly. I think we're at the point where they're, no one's going to say everything's great and they're going to give you like one salty mm-hmm. little piece of information just to, so you're not feeling yourself so much. They are always very critical at the end. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, Because it seems like they don't love, love him, but they, he, he does well. So they're good looking and uniform and perfectly filled on the coconut and mango eclair. Delicate flavors, but a little too sweet for Paul. And then the coffee one, it's clever, it's filled and baked well, and that one's perfect. So that was the one that they have no notes. They love it. So Josh cooks the only, quote, perfect eclair. Let's just state Mm -hmm. that in the signature. Mm -hmm. Josh is the only one to do that. I see what you're getting at. Let's just remember that. For anyone taking notes. When we walked away from the signature, I was like, okay, so Josh won the signature. Yeah. The ranking in the signature is thus, it would be Josh, Maddie, Dan. Yeah. That would be my ranking of the signature. Just let's just keep that in mind. But sorry, we do meet Josh's family too. Mm Mm-hmm. The parents are super sweet. I wanted to see the conservatory. I was not surprised that we didn't see it. Okay, so- from Mike V, our British OG listener, mm-hmm. conservatories are actually very much out of style now. Okay. And they are having to lower the price on places for sale if they have a conservatory. Interesting. So it's so they take the real estate listing takes a hit. Exactly. It's basically a glass thing on the side of your house. Okay. That's what I was wondering. If it's essentially like a built-on or a sunroom, you know, sun yeah, that's what I was wondering if it was. I don't like to think that. I'm going to still pretend like it's the conservatory in Clue and that he lives in Josh Manor. I think it could be. It's just people don't want that anymore, maybe. Everyone wants at least one secret passage. Mm-hmm. And you want Absolutely. something that can be deemed as a study and then a whole separate room that is the lounge, even though in my mind those should be the same thing. Nay. There's a study and a lounge, and they're Mm -hmm. two different things, and there's a secret passage between them. Mm -hmm. Anyways, regardless, um, Josh's parents seem really sweet, and I like that we talked to them because he is a perfect mashup of both of their faces, which was very- Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) They're both very mild-mannered, just like Josh, Mm -hmm. but more than that, they give a little backstory on Nana, on his grandma. Right. And that it wasn't just that- he baked with her sometimes. Sure, sure. It was that she pulled him out of school to come and have these days where they would bake together. So it's like, I wish that they had sort of told these stories along as we go along, not just on the last, on the final episode, because then it makes sense, like, why he continues to cook for her, because mm-hmm. these are all her ideas i bet a lot of these are things that they've worked over together and she wanted him so badly to be on bake-off mm-hmm. this was kind of heartbreaking yeah. she wanted him to apply back in the first time and he didn't get on and so after she died he applied again that's something right we- they should have given us all of this heartwarming stuff in the first two episodes like they usually do agree they probably could have they buried the lead a little bit they really cut down on that stuff this season and it let us not get to know people why doesn't bake off change it a little bit and as we're getting down to like maybe the final five or six we get more of this stuff interspersed at that point so okay let a few episodes go by let's weed the 12 and about the halfway mark when we're at six bakers right so half of the bakers have gone home that's when i think we could start learning this stuff because just sort of start bringing it in on the bachelor or those type of shows they go hometown episodes where they go home and meet their families and stuff and that is sort of towards the end but i was thinking alternatively they could have a pre-episode that is just learning about the bakers much like during the olympics right before the luge you find out 
that this guy on the luge, his brother died of cancer and taught him how to luge. And then you're rooting for that guy. And then you're finding out this other guy, his dad is deaf and cannot hear, but all he can hear is the luge vibrations. And you're like, I got to want this guy to win. We got to get our team. And then you suddenly care about luging. Do all the stories of the luge have some sort of heartbreak? Like this person broke both of their legs and then... All the stories on the Olympics have stories like that. And they do these packages on each person that are like real tearjerkers. And it's exactly like Josh and his grandma. Totally right. And but and yeah, instead of leading with the fact that Josh has a conservatory, which leads us for weeks to be like, what's going on with him? Well, to be fair, he just dropped the details. He did drop it. They we could they could have set it up a little bit better so it doesn't seem so ostentatious. But you know, again, it's not. It's us as Americans thinking that. I exactly mean, right. Exactly right. Here's the problem. We also didn't see a butler in his package. So <laughs> unless you have a butler, I'm going to assume you don't live in Josherton, the estate. <laughs> do you think that Josh wants it the most? Because I do. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, Josh wants it the most, then Dan, then Maddie. Totally agreed. Which is, I think, what I said last week, which is Maddie's just really excited to be in the final, which is great. Yeah. He's just excited to be on the show. Would have been stoked if Tasha had been there as well, but that's fine. Let's move on to the Tammy Faye Baker, who is Dan. Dan has named his bake for this. Yeah, he, he who dares eclairs. And I wrote now, Dan is my winner because- <laughs> I knew you would love that. Good job, Dan. You did not let me down. No, he did that just for you. He named most of his bakes. He sure did. Dan is doing strawberry cream and summer fruit jelly- so summer fruit is just fruit punch. I did hear that they were they dropped in. I, I hear fruit yep. fun, punch a few times, but I didn't know they were synonymous. That's where we go. Okay. He's doing. He's also doing his other eclair is totally different flavor: salted caramel, praline, ganache on top. And then I think that's these both sound great, but they don't go very well. He says that shoe pastry was the first pastry he ever learned how to make, mm. so he's pretty confident in it, which I feel like is a little bit famous last words on this sort of thing. Yeah, it does seem like that. The biggest information we learned about Dan, Dan's kids didn't know he was on Bake Off. We knew that. We did know that? When did we know that? Early on, he told them, he told Noel that he hadn't told them yet, and he was keeping it a secret because oh. he didn't want them to spill it to other people or get too excited or get disappointed when he got kicked off. Or like, I'm so glad I forgot that then. Okay, yay for goldfish brain. I'm also curious what he said, like what explains his absence. Right, exactly. He's going <laughs> off to army. Sorry, is Dan married? Yeah, I think, is, what, did we meet his wife? We don't meet his wife, which leads me to believe that maybe the kids aren't there on the weekend, which they, when they film Bake Off, maybe they stay with her on the weekends. Right. So they don't know, and he does describe his oldest son just goes, you lied. Completely <laughs> deadpan, which I appreciate, and I love that. And we get Dan's mom, too. They, they all go out to a pub, him and all of his friends. Again, I didn't see like a woman attached to him, which I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Dan, call me. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, please call I tolerate me. children. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bullet point. <laughs> All the love res. Don't lie to Dan. <laughs> I, I tolerate them. She's fine with them. They're cool. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> so Dan was a whirlwind as a child. He was a really good football player. And this was a really sweet description that he had all these trophies. He sort of was a winner, right? Mm. As a kid, I guess you would say. He, he was really good at football and he won a lot of things. Yeah. But he was never a jerk about it. I see that. Mm -hmm. I can totally see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has a really good attitude now and it seems like he's just always had a really good spirit about him and his mom seems like a doll. So this was very, it was very sweet. It was kind of exactly what you would expect to hear about Dan. Anyways, let's uh, talk about his judging. They are harsh on him as well. Right off the bat, they look messy. The flavor's lovely, but they're soggy oh. on his strawberry creams. Mm. The decor on the other, on the sal salted caramel, are the decor's too much. The praline little thing on the top yeah. looks little too big for the actual eclair, which they do look a little awkward. And then Paul is not convinced of the flavor, but it also looks a mess. <laughs> he has no good points. There's nothing like... Yeah, it's true. They're tr they, they don't seem to be trying. I mean, the praline strip is like a hat on a hat, kind of. It's an interesting thing. It's 
Dan, you got to rescope. Dan, look at yourself in the mirror and take off one ingredient. That's it for our signature. We're going to go into the technical. Again, in my head, my ranking right now is Josh, Maddie. Dan is a going to have a hard time pulling off a win. Because it seems like this is Dan's bread week all over again. A little bit. Especially, you missed it last week, Kimberly. Dan did great in patisserie. Far and away the most skilled baker. I thought that there was, he had a good chance to win it. That Maybe that was just a really well-timed episode for him that it gave this, you know, the spark for him. Technical, Jake, what happened? This was a strange one. Nine lardy cake slices. So lardy cake, we don't know what that is. We didn't have wartime rationing like the UK did. <laughs> this is 100% wartime food, right? They do bring it up, but like it's, I wrote it before they said it. I was like, is this from the war? Because this feels like it's from the war. Yeah, because personally, you know, lard has always been a bad word. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, that has yeah. lard in it. Don't, you can't eat that. It has lard in it. Don't eat that. So surprise, but yeah, they they also say that fat is flavor. So why aren't they called just nine fatty cake slices? I seriously change the name, man. <laughs> so it's a Paul challenge. That's a surprise because <laughs> he's the, there's always some weird cutty snack that Paul had whenever Paul gets the technical these days. I picture Paul as a little child, yeah, like in war times, even though he's not that old. No, I don't. Well, I mean, if you do the math, no. No. Then he's about right for being a child during no. WW two. No way. No. You don't think so? No, I guess he is too young. You're right. He would have to be eighty something. He would have to be ba- Mary Berry. Maybe he got this recipe from a much older. Yeah, Mary Berry, definitely. He's just being a jerk. You think? Well, I mean, I I don't doubt the sincerity with which he you know claims to have enjoyed these he's only 57 guys he is so mad at you right now well sorry lardy cakes and all this other (laughs) fall to all i'm sorry that i dated you with all your dated references if he was here right now he'd cut you down with that steely glaze i'm sure and i'd give him a something frosty back um also what's the instruction on this he says for perfection, you are going to need patience. It's laminated lard cake with soaked fruit and candied peel Gross. Through, throughout it, Gross. essentially. None of this. It definitely looks like something you secret away to your children that are going on a long trip and you're very worried about them. It seems like the food that you give your child when you're sending them into the woods because you can't afford to have them anymore. <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel. That's what I'm getting like at. Si- That's yeah. what it's basically I'm like, I'm so sorry. We are so poor. This is the last of the things we had, but we did save it as a special treat for you and we're very sorry about the fact that we can't actually raise you. Say goodbye to your brother. We have more hopes for him, so we're keeping him. Yeah. Please go find the witch in the woods with her house Isn't of this, gingerbread. That's, that's like the Victorian vibe, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. Pretty much. Here you go. Yeah. Into the woods with you, little Paul. <laughs> yep. First of all, Maddie's face is immediately like, huh? He's making the throwing crazy faces the whole time. But Dan also immediately throws up the instructions, and I was convinced there was nothing on them. I was convinced it said, make a lardy cake. I was just convinced. I had a feeling, too. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it turns out it's pretty much a Goldilocks type of situation here with how the bakes go. Underbaked, medium baked, darker bake. Wait, before we get to the judging, there was one instruction that was really jerky and it just says, mm. make a bread dough. Sure. And everyone sort of makes the face like. And then like, what do we do with this lard? And then Maddie's smirching it in. Like, <laughs> I think this is right. He's talking to himself. He's like, do I rub it on? Do I paint it? Do I brush it on? And Noel comes up to him and goes, are you having a breakdown? Because <laughs> he's just like mumbling to himself about what to do with the lard. Well, I mean, the only clue that they're really getting here is the three hours. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, oh, three hours, I'm like, so the key is going to be in the proof, the proof and the bake on this because you're separating out because it's some processes, but really it is just huge chunks of waiting time. Right? Noel and Maddie also have a very good conversation about getting greased up. Getting greased up. (laughs) Noel wants to go, let's go whole hog. 
<laughs> I was like, what is happening with this show right now? I loved that because then Maddie's reaction is perfection. I was very happy with Maddie this moment. He goes, I'll never turn down something like that. <laughs> and he's laughing so hard. He always has time for some below the belt humor. He does. Even in stressful moments. Yeah. Josh has no time for jokes. No. It reminded me of like David Cameron. This is a deep pull. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. David Cameron was the PM yeah, yeah, for yeah. there was the college scandal that had something to do with the hog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there was even an episode of that show. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. That was real. Oh, you need to look that up. You need to look that up. Kimberly, did you have anything else? Noel has a funny like off sending for Paul and Prue. Do you remember what it was? This is the last time you're going to see them leave. So they're finally going to make sweet, sweet love. Right. Like I say, there was like 2% more Randy yeah. aspects to, to Noel in particular's patter this week. I, I was like, it. no. Is this Noel's last week? What's going on with you? <laughs> Is Noel coming back? No, because he talks about how long he's done it too. So I don't feel like, I think he's like trying to establish that he's like, this is my gig. And sometimes it gets a little blue. Is this the point when he establishes it? Is it during the technical when Allison asks Josh what he's going to miss most in the tent and Josh says you? And then Noel finds out about it <laughs> and comes over and is like, I've heard what you said. And they don't cut to Josh's reaction when he says, I heard what you said. And Josh is probably just sweating and crying. He can't focus on that right now. He wasted that. He did that with Allison, but he has no time for anything else right now. Mm. Okay, who wins this? What's the judging? The just judging is wild because I thought for sure the person that was last place was not last place. Well, let's go in order of how they... <laughs> were reviewed. Yes. And then coincidentally, that's a similar order. Okay, so Josh, his lardy cakes were square, light, and had good flavor. They look great. Another win of a day for Josh, mm. in case you're keeping score at home. Next up is Dan. They say they were caramelized, but then clarified they were overbaked. No kidding, because they're black? Is that why you're saying they're over? <laughs> too dry. Because they're, they're five, 15 shades darker than everyone else's. Right. They were too done, weirdly enough. And then Maddie, they're not quite baked right and needed more approving, so they were too light, so they weren't quite done enough. They were raw inside. They were raw. So like I say, it's a Goldilocks situation. You want raw, you want burnt, you want done right. So I thought that burnt was going to be last. Uh-huh. For sure. I was wrong. I did too. I did too. But you got to remember raw is like a cardinal sin in the bacon. Yeah. You didn't have your time right. And you didn't have patience because you took them out too early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you just didn't know how to laminate lardy cakes and you were smooshing. He was being real weird with it. <laughs> but I would have been weirder. I know I would have done something weird. I would have been weird. He also never knows what he's doing in the technicals and just watches other people. True. Even though you're not supposed to. Yeah. He was totally doing that today, too. He was doing that last week, too. Yeah. Noel was like, when are you going to take your cake out? And he goes, whenever Josh does. <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Because Josh always knows what he's doing. Remember that for later. Remember that for later. <laughs> then what happens? Well, like I say, it's a one, two, three. Josh wins it. Dan somehow is comes in second with his... Burnt. Fossilized, ossified. <laughs> hard, as a, hard as a rock lardy cake. <laughs> Oh, you got me a Burt Beyond Recognition Lardy Cake. Thank you. Gross. <sighs> Gross. Maddie, yeah, he comes in third. So at the end of day one, Kimberly, where are we at? <laughs> Maddie and Dan are losing. Josh is the clear winner. Josh is the clear winner at the end of the signature yes. and technical. So let's go into the showstopper, shall we? Final showstopper of the entire series Oh, but before that, because they are deliberating, and mm -hmm. Noel says, we, where are we at? And Paul's like, really, it could be anyone's. The showstopper is what's going to determine it. They could, anyone could win. And Noel goes, good, because I put 200,000 pounds on Amos. And Paul's like, okay, that's a long shot, but good odds. Oh, I put money on Nikki. She's back. <laughs> oh, Saku. Put Saku in the race. That would be amazing. Oh, I think that there should also be in Bake Off, they should consider a public vote at one yes. point. And so like maybe right before the semifinal, you can bring one baker back. Yes. Mm, I like it. That'd be amazing. I would give Amos another chance because I would like to see more of Amos. Bring ba Amos back for next season. I like Rowan. I want Rowan back. That's right. There were a lot of people that 
left that it was sad. Okay, so this is the showstopper and it's stormy outside. Not for long because by the end of the showstopper, it's not stormy anymore. But that's England. So they are doing an elegant tiered celebration cake inspired by your very first bake. They have four and a half hours. Question. Did you think that they meant inspired by your very first bake in the tent? Or did you think in life? I had to wait. I wasn't sure. I had to wait till they each described what they were doing. I said, you need to be more specific. I was trying to figure out how I could make a tiered celebration cake out of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> what I would do. It depends on the kind of Pop-Tarts. I feel like I would just build like a construction of this is the, the cinnamon section and over here is the blueberry and then up top. You can't put that together. Cinnamon blueberry, get at me. I'll get at you with a no. <laughs> Stop that. Stop mixing cinnamon and bl- no. My niece told me today that her friend, her best friend, doesn't like cinnamon. And I said, what do you mean doesn't like cinnamon? The smell or the taste? And she said, neither. She's trying to be different. Thank you. Which I get it. I tried to be different all through my youth. Exactly. Turns out I was different on my own and I didn't have to try. My friend Ramey in junior high showed up with an attache case and it filled with pencils because she was like, people are going to like me because I have this weird pencil collection. I'll (laughs) never let her live it down. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll just say you never will let that go. Ever. The attache case in her brain was like, this is it. Here are the two things I'm going to need, mom and dad. (laughs) I'm going to need an attache <laughs> case and like... And a bunch of Ticonderogas. 200 Ticonderogas. Yeah. I see you, Ramy. Here we go. Elegant tiered celebration cake. We don't know if it's the first bake in the tent still. So we don't know. No. They don't really dial it in. Okay. So I guess it's left up to their interpretation. They yes. start talking about lemon drizzle right off the bat. and I No, I think it's very first cake ever, but they didn't, they didn't make it clear for us. At all. Until they started explaining them. I don't think they did start explaining because Dan never says that. And I can't remember if Dan made lemon cake first. He did. He said, I made this kind of cake. It was my very first cake that I ever made. And then also this one. I don't know. Somehow he had two. He had a lemon meringue pie and a lemon drizzle cake. And so he's doing a lemon explosion. And then Paul also says he loves a good lemon drizzle, which that's not going to go well. But he's doing all the lemons. He's doing like a lemon chillo mousse. He's doing raspberry compote. He's doing a white chocolate collar, lemon macarons around the outside uh, with raspberry compote in the middle. Then we find out the most important thing in the showstopper we find out is that Paul made Noel a lemon drizzle cake for his 50th birthday. Is that real? Right. No, Raul made him a cake. He said Paul did. He said Raul. He did. And I think I remember seeing that on Instagram. I did not know that. Okay. Because he's obsessed with Noel and obsessed with all the people on the show. Let's go through Dan's judging really quick. (laughs) Dan's by far looks the worst. By far. He does a white chocolate collar around the outside of his cake, which are tricky on a good day. Yes. And it's cracking. That is like San Andreas' fault of cracks, where Jake and I finally fall into the ocean, and Katie will miss us. I will, for sure. I will miss you. This is bad. The macarons are really bad. They're terrible. They look bad. Paul says they, he should have just left them off. He should have. They look like pancakes. Again. They do. Look at yourself in the mirror and take those macarons off. He can't. <laughs> he can't stray now. I think also after yesterday, he's like, mm, I don't know if I have a shot. And so as soon as things started to go wrong and he saw the finished product of his cake, because at one point he's like, look at Josh's cake. Look at Josh's cake because he didn't want them to show his cake. Yeah. It's not good. And he kind of knows it. You can you get that sense when he goes up. And I think it might be just an age thing, too, that he goes up and it's like, I'm not going to win this. I know it's not great. You know, he has a real self-awareness. It might be why Dan is enjoyable to watch because he's resigned the fact, I think, that like, this is not it. I'm not going to win this. Yeah. I don't think they need to go on as hard on him because I think he already knows. You know, they're not telling him anything he doesn't know. But they do go in on him. They say (laughs) that the sponge is lovely, but it needs more lemon in a lemon drizzle cake. So again, you're not winning. And then Paul says, it's a little flawed for me, is the last comment Paul makes. And Dan has a great retort right now. And he says... Uh, work to be done for next week then. 
Yeah. I loved that. That's pretty great. It's nice because it also takes the weight off the audience, like people watching, because you feel like he's going to be okay. You know, he's got a good spirit about it. He's got a good attitude. Josh, on the other hand, two, two things real quick. Is Josh literally putting his conservatory on the top of his cake? (laughs) <laughs> maybe a little bit i mean now we know their conservatories are basically greenhouses or sunrooms so i'm gonna pretend to not know that um, well, you can yeah we can be like that's the magical room also what's a maro i need five percent more context he says these are when i harvest my giant maros and he's drawing them marrow marrow it's a vegetable it's similar to a courgette which is like a zucchini Josh, what are you into, my dude? <laughs> so, Jake, can you explain what Josh is doing with why he's drawing marrows? What's he doing? He is making a slice for all seasons, and you are about right. He is essentially putting his garden in a bake. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flavors. There's an apple Victoria sponge, and then there's a rhubarb and strawberry jam, which struck me as like southern, but maybe that's just my own. I think you just hear rhubarb and go. Well, but like strawberry rhubarb pie feels pretty. It does. Yep. Pretty southerny to me. And then, you know, he's got the biscuit windows on top that pretty much does represent. It's cute. It's a biscuit house. He also mentions that like these, a lot of these fruits are not strawberries from his uh, garden because he is cleaned out. After going 10 weeks on Bake Off, wow. he has no more homegrown ingredients to, to use, so he had to buy them. Well, and this is the ultimate tribute bake, right? This is mm-hmm. me and my nan's garden or whatever. It's like he's going back to when he first started baking, which is with this woman he loved who passed away. This is the tribute of all tributes. I mean, Josh is like your nightmare candidate because they're yeah. pretty much all tri- tributes. Pretty much all of them are mm-hmm. for Nan. And he's very serious about it. And I feel like he might not be okay if he doesn't win. I wonder about that. That's, I think, part of the issue why people think we're too hard on some of the bakers who have taken it too seriously. But it is because we get stressed and worry that they are going to go into a deep depression afterwards. Yeah, It's more fun to watch if everyone is just realizing they're lucky to be there. You are going to be a big success if you make a smash on the show. It doesn't matter if you win or not. You just have to have your show your personality and people will love you and you will get a cookbook out of it. You do, No one remembers who wins. We have seen every episode of the show multiple yeah. times and we I still barely remember who won. Your follower count is about to go off. Yeah, if it's something you want to do as a career, you have a jumping point now. Kim Joy didn't win, and Kim Joy has one of the biggest careers right now. She has like several books and is doing really big things. And I remember her, and I remember Jurgen, and I remember certain people, but I don't remember who won last season. Yeah. Can we talk about the the judging of Josh? This The judging of Josh, I feel like, was the most, maybe the most unfair thing we've seen this season. Well, I think you just know what's happening at this point. Once they start talking about what they've seen, I feel like I knew what was going on. I don't think they did. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think Josh knew. Because the order of the judging of the bakes, actually, let's do Maddie real quick and then come back to Josh's judging because this is the order of the judging of the bakes is Dan, Maddie, Josh's last. So let's return to Josh and let's go to Maddie really quick. Okay, so Maddie has never stacked a cake until this week. He's making a chocolate Genoese and French buttercream and chocolate brownie and then a lemon and rosemary Victoria sandwich. He, We find out he brings brownies to school, but he tells them Lara, his girlfriend, makes them because he's embarrassed to say that he's a baker. No, he said he assumes they think it was Laura. He tells them it's him and they assume that it's Laura. He thinks they think he's lying. Mm. Isn't that it? Am I no, wrong? No, he just, t- he, they think he Laura brings him and he doesn't correct them. And he said before he doesn't like to tell people he's a baker. He doesn't call himself a baker. Yeah. He's like very low self-esteem when it comes to baking. Why is he embarrassed about it? I don't know. He has really low self-esteem. That doesn't feel like self-esteem. That feels like he's embarrassed about being a baker, which is different than self-esteem. Maybe he's worried about somebody being mean about it. And so he doesn't want to say anything. I don't know. That could be. Well, he does work around young children and teens, presumably. Oh, that's right. Who can be cruel, as Katie knows. I would probably not tell them either. I'd probably tell them I bought it at the store. (laughs) 
So he got an art lesson from Lara, his girlfriend, about painting his cake. It looks okay. It's pretty messy, but it's kind of where you could be like, oh, it's worth millions of dollars, even though it looks like I threw paint at this wall, but it totally is worth $5 million because I'm Jackson Pollock. It's til- It's fully tilted, Kimberly. It's fully tilted. It's actually on the wonk, as they say. On the wonk? Which I'm stealing. And then he has a really good comeback about it, though. He says it's artsy. He says it's dramatic effect. Dramatic effect. I'm going to give him points for that. That was very good. But I feel like this is, they've been pumping us with, this is supposed to be their best in the best. This is the time to shine. If you're going to do it, do it now. His cake is fully leaning. However, that's the only mistake they can find with it. It's absolute perfect. The flavors, Mm -hmm. the texture, everything about it is perfect. They just want to keep eating it. Yeah, they specifically call out the chocolate component, I think, the chocolate cake. Yep. Yeah, it looks pretty good. There, It's like super light. And Paul says the other one, the lemon raspberry, he says it reminds him of a really nice birthday cake. I don't know. It feels like that leaning thing could be a big deal if it was someone else. I guess that's why I'm annoyed. I think they have lower standards for Maddie than they have for Josh, Agreed. which they basically admit later, or Josh brings it up later. And so the standard, the bar is different for different bakers. And so for Maddie, this was an excellent cake, and they can forgive the leaning. By the way, while they're complimenting Maddie, Josh is in the background biting his nails furiously. He's like, is he? He, his fingers are fully in his mouth. Oh, Josh. Just yeah, stress biting. Yeah. Just Maybe you caught him slipping. I think he's just so nervous when they're judging Maddie's. He just wants to win. So what is his... Ju- I feel like his judging was unfair. Well, I mean, I think you're illustrating a, a point, and I think it's a valid one, because it looks beautiful, but Paul immediately kind of immediately. starts ragging on the piping. and I thought it looked gorgeous. You know... Gorgeous. It didn't even look like a cake. It looked like a ceramic statue that someone made of a cake. It looked like a fake cake. Yeah. I actually see the criticism as line quality for his detail stuff is like not quite there. Do I think it needs to be when you have another cake that's leading (laughs) that you're competing against? No, I don't. I think if he just did quickly piped in details, he should probably not have been called out and that shouldn't have been marked against him. But they bring it up right away. They like the biscuit. Then the spring cake, the jam is good. They love the sponge. They're not tasting the apple. So that's a problem. And then the third bake is compressed. He couldn't decide. It's like they were trying not to like it. This is when I get frustrated and I'm like, you're nitpicking him. I wrote some bad words on my sheet here. (laughs) But I was like, I was mad. Because I feel like it was a good cake. Yeah, I do too. It was pretty stunning. And I think they each have pretty crummy final statements. By the way, that's what they say before you go. That's what they say about the rhubarb and strawberry. They say it needs something. And I'm like, but you don't know what. It's just some. See, it feels very vague. And so go ahead. What do they say at the end? Right. But Paul says it's nearly boring, which is okay. I mean, we have said the same about Josh himself. But Josh is not his bakes. When they showed at the beginning the recap of his bakes, I was like, oh my God, wow, 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 I forgot about that. Like his bakes- The burger? The burger. His bakes are really good. Remember, he didn't get Star Baker that episode. And then Prue says, as the final comment, that this is not his best shot, which they decided to clip and put in the opening montage, Mm -hmm. which was just like- I don't know. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm mad again. Because <laughs> it felt unfair. It felt like, why are you doing this? You And also, you know how badly he wants to win. On the last episode of Drag Race, when it's the final three or four queens, whatever, all the judges, even if like they're wearing something terrible, they're kind about them. Like the, the final edit is always kind because they've made it to the end. Right. And so when they started talking and I was like, okay, they're going to nitpick a little bit because Maddie had just gotten this glowing review. It felt unnecessarily harsh. Okay, we get it that you maybe you don't want Josh to win or whatever. Mm -hmm. I hope that that wasn't actually what happened. I hope that was an edit choice to show it that way and that they were actually much kinder than that, because if they weren't, they needed to be. 
because Josh really wanted to win this and has done stellar all season. So to make Josh make him feel like he stumbled at the last hurdle, when Josh clearly didn't think he had stumbled, Josh thought he was presenting this beautiful thing. Right. They're kind of gaslighting him. A little bit. A little it bit. It feels weird. He did okay. You just want Maddie to win. That's fine. But you don't have to go all in and find three criticisms that are pretty amorphous. Like, can you get a little more specific there, guys? You can mm-hmm. also have Maddie win and still give Josh a good review and be like, oh, this is off. Find like one or two things or whatever. But don't make it like he failed because Dan's bake was a fail. I mean, his everything went wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. But Josh got a worse review than Dan, I felt like. I mean, I don't know. Kimberly, how did you feel about it? Well, when Josh said, I feel like I set the bar too high, and they know like I have a high standard for myself, and they have a high standard for me, and it was. It's like Henry was so good each episode. It was like they expected more from him, or maybe I'm thinking of Peter. They expected more from him from every episode. Yeah. By the way, last season was Shabira was the winner. Oh, geez. remember how cute she was with her yes. little headband? Yes. Thank you for looking that up. Yeah, yeah Shabira was. Great. Giuseppe was the year before. See how it doesn't matter if you win. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but I'm wondering what the Twitter sphere feels about this win. I'm sure people are happy because they really like Maddie, but did anybody else think that Josh was a little harsh on? I have to look. So now we go into our discussions, and Allison wants to make sure that she's the one to announce the baker, and Noel says she can because it's probably your last year, and that was great. Yeah. And it better not be Allison's. They better not be testing out hosts. Because Allison's a winner. Mm, yeah. So they're all going out to the lawn. We've got our big like finale moment. Everybody's coming back. It's very fun. Who were you the most excited to see? Amos. Because he was the most. I was like, oh, we should have had more of him. Yeah. I thought you'd be most excited to see Nikki. I was super excited to see Nikki. I was really excited to see everybody. I was excited to hear who they thought won. I thought that actually Keith's was really funny. He's like, you're, it's like asking me to choose between my children, Josh. And that was brilliant. And Saku was like, it's going to be Josh or Maddie or Dan. And then she gives this big smile like she's very cheeky. Yeah. Saku, a, she's a gem and a half. Yeah. Also, I think Tasha knew it was going to be Maddie when she went home last week. Yeah. You think? Well, she, I think she's close, very close to Maddie. They I were like so brother and sister, I think. Yeah. yeah. And she was the first one to hug him. So. Yeah, and he helped her last week. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we should discuss before we announce the winner? No. No, I'm out of stuff. So on three, two, one, and we'll say the winner together. Okay? Yeah. And three, two, one. Maddie. Josh. Maddie. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Josh. Oh, no, it was Maddie. I was surprised. I found out before because I forced Jake to tell me because I was concerned that something had gone wrong. I got it ruined for me. Yeah. Somehow I wound up watching it first before all of you. I made Jake tell me because he said, I got to say I'm bummed, which would let me know immediately that Josh didn't win and also let me know that Dan didn't win. And I was like, so my team didn't win. Yeah. But congratulations to Jam and the holograms. I mean, it doesn't feel like a true win because he was sort of a cast off that I got very recently. Mm. But you've been rooting for him the entire time. A win's a win, but you have been the biggest booster on the show. Oh, But also, you've been rooting for him the whole time. I have. I think he's so sweet and delightful. I really do. I would love to hang out with him. So I'm so glad he won for you. It was sweet when he won. I think Josh thought he was going to win. Yeah, I think so, too. Josh is very sad and he's trying to hold it together because this is the show where they're nice to each other. And so he's like, Mm -hmm. Dan seems genuinely happy for Maddie. But Josh is like, smile, you're on TV. Smile, you're on TV. Yeah. You can cry later. I think Josh has a right to be mad. I think he was gracious. And I think that that's about the most you can expect from him. Oh, yeah. Way more mature than I would have been. I think Josh worked really, really hard on this. And I think he practiced really, really hard on this. And I think it probably annoyed him when Maddie says in the tent today, I haven't done a tiered cake until this week. Sure. That would frustrate anybody who's worked hard, right? Oh, really, Forrest Gump? Yeah. Right. It is like sort of 
the beginner's luck type thing. Yes. Yeah. Where you can't really beat it, but Josh is throwing everything he's got at it. Yeah. Um, which is again why his criticism at the end was real harsh on that last bake. We didn't need all that. I don't know. You're just trying so hard and you're putting up these amazing bakes. You're never like quite getting Star Baker on some of the times that you should have. And so it's just and then you're like, I've made it this far and I'm going to wow today. You wowed day one. You did pretty good day one. You were a strong competitor. Oh, no, really good. Yeah. And then day two, you also did really well. They just didn't think so. That feels like a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to negotiate in your head. Yeah, how could I have been better? I mean, I would have a hard time with that. That's hard. And honestly, he did really, really well. And I'm hoping that Dan talks to him a little bit because I think that Dan might be able to help him. Yeah. Uh Just be like, you're so good. Mm -hmm. Like, you are a winner. You're a winner for being on the show and you're definitely a winner for making it to the final. And also, a lot of people are going to watch this and feel like, "Eh." so Kimberly, did you see anything? Well, I just looked on Twitter, and uh, they gave it to Maddie while Josh's beloved Nana was watching from heaven. Mm. There you go. True. Good point. People are mad that Paul said boring, disappointed Josh was the strongest baker. Great British Bake Off. Is this corrupt? It does feel, it feels weighted weird. It feels weird. Yeah. 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 You know what? I have to say something real quick. I don't feel like this is right when they say at the end, we saw the most, we didn't see the growth from Josh from the beginning to the end or whatever. Because he, he was good at the beginning. Since when has that been ever played on Bake Off? No. Let's, let's think about he this. He came in good. He ended he good. He came in good. He ended good. It's never been about who shows the most growth right. through the series. Mm-hmm. So to suddenly make it about that this time seemingly so maddie can win it totally agree feels awkward everyone says josh was robbed they're like maddie is delightful we love maddie but his cake looked like it was about to fall over yeah it did. maddie didn't need to win either he didn't need to win he would have been just like dan right he would have been like that's okay i tried really hard it wasn't quite it's tilted it's not you know he would have been fine he didn't win the day yesterday i don't think he was expecting to win until after he got that amazing critique of his cakes where they're like this is the number one cake the only thing wrong is that your cake is fully tilted in the final showstopper which would never be acceptable in former seasons, by the way, I feel like that would be a big ding. No matter how good your cake is, Josh presents a perfectly balanced cake. And they're like, mm, the piping. Okay, but he smoothed buttercream around it so smooth that it looks like fondant. Uh-huh. So you're telling me yeah. piped his f- his famous marrows on there. Did a four seasons cake that looked just beautiful. Uh-huh. Shop window. Nah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat for a second. If we can talk about the finale, the final montage where Maddie's walking around, getting in the shot, <laughs> getting everybody shot. Yeah. Do you think that they wanted Maddie to win so that he would propose to his girlfriend yes. in the finale? I thought he was going to. I thought that he was going to. She's even wearing a white dress. Yes. And I was, and he goes, he goes, Lara, I need you for a second. And he like pulls her away from the family. So they set the kid up and he blew it. What happened? (laughs) Maybe he wanted to do it privately. It's totally his right to do that. But maybe the producers were hoping for one of those moments. It seems like there was like, I was looking at planets weirdly aligned above my head. I was like, what's going on? Is it eclipse? What's going on? And then nothing. You know what would have worked too? Him being in the final three and still proposing at the finale. Uh huh. It would have been great, even if Josh had won. That still would have been a really cute moment. And he would have gotten to shine. She would have gotten to shine. Yep. Ostensibly, he would have come in second place. So it's like pretty amazing. He was runner up on Bake Off. They don't win any money. It's not like he's losing $100,000 or something. Right. And that, I think that's why it hurts so bad, too. This is just for the pride. This is just for that plate, right? And so. Good God, give it to the person that like emotionally it means so much to him and deserved it. Just give it to him. They do love an underdog story. And Maddie did call himself the underdog going in. 
which he was. He did. He did. And they love an underdog. It's too well. They played this wrong. Then they they misunderstood what the audience would think. I think because yeah. now we just think it's all corrupt and yeah, it's like a series of su- succession behind the scenes going on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because now it feels there's been some weird judging this whole time. You felt the guys felt the same way when Jurgen went home. I felt like they didn't understand what the audience would like. Mm-hmm. And the audience wants Jurgen. Some of my favorite moments, a couple things I wrote down. Noel still seems excited about the winner mm-hmm. after all these years. He's like, he does. It's really cute. And then they're like, Maddie's like, I can't believe I won. I can't. I, he has no words. He's like stumbling over his words. And then you see Dan going, he almost went home six times. <laughs> Dan is a champion. Dan. And then Dan's like, I love the kid. I absolutely love him. I'm so excited. It's so cute. Dan's a sweetheart. I, I kind of wish Dan had done better. He may have had a chance. Um, Ending montage that starts with on Maddie's frozen face, which if this was a Dateline or an ID show, it would go to black and be like, and then he died. It was. It definitely would. Saku and Nikki went on a road trip and why weren't we invited? Can we get all the video from it? That's your follow-up show. I want a whole hour of their getting together after. Yes. That's the most fun. Maybe they need to do an uh, Andy Cohen style wrap up with like with less acrimony and booze. So Sok- Saku and Nikki bake across Britain. Yes. Baking across Britain. I love it. Tasha judged her office bake show, which is very cute. So cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby is still foraging. Rowan graduated. Also, did you know he, which I posted it on Instagram, he did his thesis on AbFab. On absolutely fabulous. Rowan's a hero. That's hilarious. I don't know what his master's was in. Doesn't matter. That's amazing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Christy's son is now in nursery and she has more time to bake. And Josh finally won a trophy for his giant marrow. It was like a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't need a crane. And I have seen those pumpkin contests where they need a crane. But that was massive. I hope that Josh gets some sort of solace from because the problem is is that between where the show airs and now right like when they filmed it there's time that passes so he knows he didn't win i'm hoping that now when all this social media stuff comes out and stuff he understands how well people thought he did yeah and that they thought that that last bake was was harsh yes Mm -hmm. congratulations maddie you really had a good baking season you did you did well. You were delightful to watch. Yeah. I'm I'm sure you won the hearts of the nation. I hope that you don't feel bad about your win because people are gonna Oh yeah, that's this sucks. is what happens when you don't just let nature take its course, right? Which is okay, Josh is the clear kind of front runner after day one. Let's see how good he can do in the final. Because you know what would have been just as fun? Seeing him do well. Would have been just as fun. Seeing them all do pretty well. It was a shame that Dan didn't do well in the showstopper. I hope that he doesn't feel bad or feel like his win was undeserved Mm -hmm. because of this. That's annoying to me. Yeah. Right? Then it really does put it like when Gwyneth Paltrow won the Oscar, she said she felt like everyone was laughing at her the next day because she's like, everyone was just saying I didn't deserve it. And that felt horrible. And it wasn't a good experience. I don't want Maddie to have to feel like that. Also, how pissed is Josh that Maddie didn't even apply? Josh is pissed. Telling you, he's Forrest Gump. He just blundered his way to the bake-off. Josh has applied twice and got a, a sign from his grandma above that he would get in this time, practically. Yeah. Maddie's like, what show am I on? Oh, my, I guess my girlfriend put me up for this. But again, I still love... Uh, Maddie and he made me laugh all the time. So he did. He did. I'm not mad at Maddie. I'm mad at Bake Off. I'm mad at the edit of that last bake. That's what I'm mad at. And this is kind of what happens is there there might be some backlash. And I hope it I hope there isn't because Maddie doesn't deserve it. Yes. Right. At all. He does not. At all. He did great. He, he did just great. showed up and did his best. So how do we end this? We end with what what's the last thing we see? Did you see it, Kimberly? Maddie got, is getting married. Of course. It, it's just they got engaged right. off camera, which has to piss off Bake Off. Off camera. Or they got engaged, and for some reason that footage is not usable. It's a, 
there's a possibility that that did happen when he said, Laura, come up here. Seriously, that white dress. Because Josh is crying in the background. <laughs> Josh, Josh is in the tent throwing <laughs> everything around. So you can hear it's this beautiful moment, but in the back it's like, clang, clang. It's a hot mic moment like on Claim to Fame. On Claim to Fame where she's like, he's an yeah. idiot. He's going, <laughs> I don't deserve to go. Stop there. He can't do a 310, can he? <laughs> he didn't even apply. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really good. He watched YouTube videos. But we are very happy that Maddie is engaged. It seems like they're meant for each other and he, she lifts him up and all that. Congratulations, Maddie. Good job, Josh. Good job, Dan. We love all three of you. Good job, everybody. We loved everybody that was on this season. We were a little harsh on some of you and we're really sorry. You're all winners in our eyes, especially Tasha. Should have been in the finale. That's it's fine. True. It's good. We, we enjoyed every baker this season. Thank you so much, Jake and Kimberly, for doing this with me. And for the final time, let's do On Your Mark. Get set. A date, a date with the bake. A date with the bake. <laughs>